Welcome to About the Winelands. In this show, we will be chatting to leaders, influencers, wine producers, restaurants, and other role players. Tune in every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday for your latest episodes. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome to About the Winelands. Today, I'm talking to Lawrence Rillian. Lawrence is the marketing manager at Darling Sellers. Hello, Lawrence. How are you? Hi, well, I'm good, and you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you coping with the current situation? Everything well? Yes. Yeah, well, in the lockdown, it's, um, I think it's difficult for anyone and everyone. Um, I'm working from home, so um, I've been here since the lockdown. Um, we, we did open, so uh, we, we started, we can export since Monday, so we've got a lot of, quite a few exports going out. Um, and production's also started, so at least there's some, some light <laughs> in the end of the tunnel. But I think it's, um, it's a challenging period and, um, yeah, I think um, going ahead is going to be difficult as well. So, but um, be positive and we'll get through it, so yeah. I'm sure we all will. So tell us, um, yes. Lawrence, how did you get involved in the wine industry and what is your background? Um, I grew up in Paul, so basically I grew up in the winelands. Um, and my father and uh, mother, they used to drink some wine and obviously I was introduced to wine. Um, well, I grew up and growing up in the battle and, and I know all the lot of farmers there in Paul, most of them obviously, they delivered to KWV in Niederberg at that stage, <laughs> it was quite mm -hmm. some time back. But yes, so, so I grew up in the winelands and I went, I went studying um, in Stellenbosch and Cape Town and I did some courses in, in management and um, retailing and marketing. After that, I went to Europe and I traveled and I, most of the time I stayed in, in, in France for, uh, for about nine months um, and obviously drank quite a lot of wine there. Awesome. Where, where <laughs> in France did you stay? Um, I stayed mostly in Paris, um, and then we, we basically we hitchhiked. I didn't work. I we, we were just I was just after I studied, so I was just having oh. some fun, and uh, yeah, I was also I was very interested in going to France, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's actually learned me quite a lot of things, and like obviously from wines as well. And we hitchhiked basically through France and stayed at places and stayed with people and on beaches and whatever, as you do on that stage. So those when you were young, like 20 years old, I think nowadays you can't do that anymore. But um, yes, anyway, so I came back and that was just after the 94. So when the, the, the South Africa had the new democratic um, <clears throat> government. Um, so I was looking for a job and I found a job in the wine industry, which is basically I worked for liquor store. And then after that, I worked for, for wine farms. Um, I started at Bulland Kelder, Bulland Cellars now these days in Paul. And from there, I went to Tolbach uh, Winery, and now I'm at Darling Cellars. So, yeah, basically awesome. in short, how I got involved in the wine industry. Do you actually live in Darling, or do you drive through to the cellar? No, I stayed in Rebecca still, so I've okay. gone back to my room. <laughs> Yeah, my wife works in Franzouk, so we need to have a midway somewhere. So it's either Wellington, Rebecca Steel, Hermon, or Malmesbury. 
and we quite liked Ruby Castile, so I also got married here um, a few years back with her. Okay. But I like the quite it's um, nice and quiet if you want it, and it, it can, can quite get quite busy during weekends if you want it. So you can you can do and it's close. You're close mm. to airport, close to the city. I'm half an hour's drive to work, so it's not that not that busy. Um, only traffic is uh, a few sheep and cows maybe in the road somewhere, but <laughs> otherwise it's all. <laughs> it's all good. So Darling Sellers, can you tell us, uh, give us a bit of history? Our listeners would be interested to hear what the history of Darling Sellers would be. Yes, Darling, um, well, we situate about 80 kilometers from Cape Town, um, in between Darling, the, sit the, the town Darling and Malmesbury. So it takes about 45 minutes to, to, to drive from the airport to there, so that's not that far. Um, we established in 1994 as a, a Mammerweg co-op uh, co seller um, and then we changed to a company in 1996 um, and that's where the name Darling Sellers came from, Darling Sellers PTI Limited. Um, we, nowadays we have around 18 shareholders, um, about yeah, 900 hectares, 75% red, 25% white. Um, we harvest uh, one of orange and darling, um, about five and a half thousand tons, and then we do buy in from other areas um, that we use for contract packaging. So in total, we we can do about ten thousand tons. The, the seller can do about ten thousand tons. Oh, that's quite big. Um, yeah, we're medium size. There's there's sellers that do double and triple and quadruple that. So we we in the middle. We're the biggest in our area, and one of Orange and Darling, we're the biggest there. Um, there's about, well, there's only four or five uh, wineries in one of Orange and Darling, um, which makes us quite unique. Um, there's not a lot of people that can say one of Orange and Darling. So, um, and yeah, the whole area is renowned for obviously for Sauvignon Blanc and for um, for um, Shiraz. And then, the, well, the past few years, we definitely we moved into some nice Chenin Blancs and some, some nice Pinotages. So it's, um, yeah, it's a nice, quite diverse, um, yeah. And most of the, about 90% of the wines is dryland and bush wines, mm -hmm. which also made it a little bit different. So, yeah. So interesting. Um, um, you said that you moved from a cooperative to, to a company setup. I assume that yes. you still basically have almost like a cooperative type of structure. In other words, your, your shareholders will basically still be the original producers or the producers delivering at, at your cellar would be the major shareholders, yes. right? Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. And of the shareholders, um, you, you have that 80%, 80-20% um, kind of ratio. So 20% yeah. uh, of the shareholders will deliver probably 80% of the, of the grapes that we're getting. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. Amazing how that always works, right? So I see, yeah. <laughs> have a, <laughs> I see you guys have a tasting room, so, so obviously open to visitors. So what can a guest experience when they come to your tasting room? Our tasting room, we've, um, we've upgraded our tasting room. Uh, well, we continuously upgrading, upgrading our tasting room as we go along. Um, so we, um, yeah, we've got all our wines basically for taste um, from the top range down to the, to the, to the entry level range. Um, we we do serve light lunches, um, not a big menu, but we're not you know we're not a restaurant, but we, we you can do you can have cheese platters and you can have uh, choices of two or three. Sometimes 
um, Christine, our, our, our girl who's handling the, the, the sales um, at, at the cellar door, she will, like on a, on a Wednesday, she'll have special meals, uh, fish and chips, or she will have, and that will, she will advertise on, 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 on Facebook and all social media, and you must, um, must book pre ahead, and that was quite, quite um, popular. Um, so we'll have stews maybe in the winter, and we'll have soups and all those kind of things, and then we'll have, sometimes we'll have wine pairings with that, we had a sushi and, and MCC wine pairing some time back. So all of that, um, and then obviously we have a, we have an outside tent where you can sit under under the under the tent. Um, it's raining, or it's cold, or it's sun. Um, yeah, uh, we do um, can we can do solo tours, but that's only an appointment. Uh, for tasting, you don't have to do make an appointment. I think it's twenty rand for. A Five wines to taste, um, and if you buy something, then we waiver the tasting, the tasting fee. So um, yeah, come and join us. Um, from my perspective, you know, um, um, Darling is an interesting place to visit, but it's a it's a bit off the beaten track of your traditional wine route. So, do you actually um, um, are most of your visitors locals, or do you get international tourists as well? And are you part of a of a of a wine route in that area? Well, you don't have a specific wine route. Um, at the wine route is Darling Darling Wine Route, um, but yeah, at this stage, it's it's not it's not 100% going. But we 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 do work with each other. So we work with the other farms, and we do have um, international um, well tasters or, or people that uh, media and, and people that come. You can say we have to be in track, but I think we we be getting more more exposure. Um, the past few years, um, people, a lot of people, the West Coast is, 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 is growing um, quite fast and a lot of people are going there on holidays and on weekends. So they drive past us um, and with, the, with a lot of things happening in the town of Darling, like the Darling Brew um, and all those kind of things, people do come to the area. So it's just not, we get obviously a lot of locals, but we do have a lot of international um, trade coming through. And since we've, um, started serving like meals, um, we had an influx of people. I think our, our, our people and our turnover in December uh, doubled from the previous year. So we're definitely growing and we're getting, a, I think the area is growing and a lot of people are looking for something different. Um, I think a lot of people know Stellenbosch, they know Fransuk and all the other wine areas. Um, and being close to the Swatland as well, a lot of people are coming through um, and maybe on our way on their way to somewhere else, but they'll pass, drive past us and we'll stop and yeah, come in. So yes, we do have um, not the masses obviously you get into um, Fransuk and Stellenbosch, but maybe it's a nice thing just to go if you want to chill a little bit more um, and get some wines from different areas, a different taste. Um, it's also good. Very excellent. So I, 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 if I understand correctly, your, your seller um, also provides bottling and labeling services or a range of services to clients besides your producers that are delivering. Am I right if I say this? Can you expand on this a bit more? Yes, yeah, we do. Um, we do have, um, well, winemaking, we, we can, we, we offer lots of services. Um, so we, we, we make wines for other wineries or, or um, we also bottle. We've got our own bottling plant um, that we do um, 750 ml glass. Um, and we do have bag and box lines um, that we do bag and box for contract packaging for export or local, doesn't matter. 
Um, so we do provide that services. Um, we also provide, um, basically we, we can be a one-stop shop. So we can make the wine, we can bottle, label, everything, and we can ship it from our premises um, to for export. So okay. yes, we offer all that services and um, yeah. We also, IFS and BRC accredited, um, VITA, all our farmers are VITA accredited. Um, so that helps for, for all the exports and we also, as a seller, we are fair trade accredited. So we can, we can do um, all those services as well. So who would your largest clients be? Would it be um, people that uh, maybe want to build a wine brand but don't have their own wine estate or maybe supermarkets that want to do their own um, um, no, in your uh, uh, labels or something like that, or who would the typical clients be? Well, it, 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 it's it's both. It's all of them above, and <laughs> okay. so it depends on what are your depends on. So we 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 do contract packaging for for uh, a company in Denmark, um, Amka, who is our biggest client, basically. So we do we we do packaging for them. Plus, we do obviously sell our own labels to them as well. Um, awesome. We have retailers that um, that we do brands for. Uh, one of them is Co-op in 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 the UK that we do the I Shannon Blanc. Um, oh, okay. I've, I've actually seen that yeah. one before at the Co-op. So that's yes. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so we we do got and and we obviously do local as well. We we um we supply to some other wineries and for their brands and which they export and all those kind of things. So yeah, we're quite diverse. Um, so we open for, for basically anything. Okay, that's interesting. So, um, I mean, further than this, you're saying, and, and this, you're making your own label as well, and, and you obviously have your own vignettes. So tell us a bit more about your own wines and also um, the winemaking philosophy at Darling. Okay, so yeah, so we've got quite a few um, cultivars that we, that we grow in Darling. Um, we've got about 10 different white and about 16 different red um, cultivars that we, that we can use. Um, but the main ones, basically, are Shannon Blanc, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, the white side, um, and then on the red side, Cabernet, Shiraz, Pinacos, we've got some nice Sinzo, um, uh, yeah, some, uh, yeah, then old Merlot, and then obviously Grenache, and all the kind of, kind of different reds. Um, so we work in tiers. We've got different tiers of, um, of our products. So we have a top tier, which is called the Old Bush Vines, which... Um, we have two wines and we've got um, a Chenin Blanc and um, a Sinzo. So both of these wines are also part of the old um, vines project. So the vineyards needs to be 35 years or older. Um, so that's a project we started about three years ago because we had this vineyards that's 40 years and older and obviously the, the yields on these wines are low um, and to try and protect them and to keep them in the ground we need to make wines of that and obviously sell at a higher price so that we can pay our um, the farmers a little bit more money so otherwise it's not um, financially viable for them so we've got those that's basically our top range is the old bush vines then we have a heritage range which brings back um the heritage of the whole area of darling so it's um we've got a sir charles sir charles darling he was actually the governor of uh, Cape Town and in the late um, 1600s and the town of Darling was, was named after him. So we've got a, we've got a, we, we, we named a wine after him, Sir, Sir Charles Darling, um, which is a Cab Merlot blend. And then we have 
um, Lady Anne Darling, which was one of his wives, he had three wives. Um, and that is a Semillon, Semillon Blanc, Semillon blend. Um, and then we have um, a Lime Kilns. Uh, lime Kilns is a, at the heritage sites um, on your way to Azerfontein. You'll find um, it's, uh, they used to make um, the, lime, the lime that they paint the white houses on the West Coast. So there's kilns that they burn the shells, the white shells, to make this um, white powder to paint. So oh. that's the other label. And the last one is the old grain silo, which so the whole area started as grain, grain farming in oh. some back. Um, so that's the four wines that we have in our heritage range. Then we've got a Gustus range, which is um, a premium range, um, which is all single cultivars. You'll get Cabernet, Merlot, Shiraz, um, Chenin Blanc, Sauvignon Blanc. We've also got a Bucca Trauber in that range, which is quite interesting. Bucca Trauber is a cultivar that's long lost, forgotten, actually. I think in South Africa, a long time ago, it was quite popular as a sweeter kind of style wine. We, I remember we I used there's to about get 70... it in the 80s, we used to get that on the Stellenbosch wine route. It used to be... Um, um, yes, it, yeah, yes, right. yes, I, yes. I actually didn't notice that, but it's, it's been tapering off. I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, so um, there's only 70 hectares uh, left in the world, I think, and South Africa's got about 55, and we've got 5.75. So wow. it's quite a unique, uh, very scarce cultivar. Um, and, and so we make a, we make a dry Bucca Trava, and we sell it under the Gustus brand, um, which is very popular. Um, and one actual one of gold at um, Mundus Vini in, in Germany last year as well. So yeah, that's something interesting, something different. Um, and then we've got our reserve range, which we and the Chocoholic, um, the Chocoholic is a Pinotage that's, that's part of the reserve range. Um, I'm not sure if you know the Chocoholic, that's, a, that's a, like a blue label that's on the market. So it's doing very well. It's one of our best sellers of, of, um, of our red wines in South Africa and international as well. But that, uh, the reserve range is, consists of uh, four reds and three whites and a rosé, a pajama bush, which is a Grenache, Sauvignon Blanc Grenache blend. So that, that wines, those wines is mainly, uh, you'll find them in basically all of your, your retail stores. Um, the other wines, it's normally you'll find it online or you'll find it at, at the cellar door only because it's more premium and more so, uh, reserved wine. Um, and then we've got our entry-level wines, um, which is a classic, the Cab Merlot, the classic Cab Merlot, Chenin Sauvignon Blanc, and we've got some sweets wines as well. Um, and we've got four MCCs. So we've got an ultra premium MCC, which falls also on the old bush fine range, which is a 36 months um, on the lease Chardonnay. Um, and then we've got a, a normal um, Blanc de Blanc, which uh, we sold very well. We've also got a rosé, which is made of Grenache, um, which we've got a listing in Sweden. Um, and then we've got also we've got a, a sweet white, which is made of Chenin Blanc. So the MCC range is also doing very well. But yeah, that's basically the, the ranges that we, we, that we sell. Um, we do have other labels as well, but that's mostly for export or for certain specific customers. But those are the main, basically, tiers and, 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 and labels that's, um, that you'll find at our cellar door. Well, this is quite interesting. It sounds to me like, I mean, um, you were talking about, you're doing quite a bit of exports. Just a quick interruption. But I do need to remind you that we are currently in a very difficult time. The South African government has set up a fund where businesses and individuals can donate to support our country 
through this crisis. Go to the website now and add your small donation www.solidarityfund.co.za Please join us all in the fight against COVID-19. That is at www.solidarityfund.co.za Now, let's get on with the show. What is your breakdown between export sales and uh, the local market? Do you sell in supermarkets, that type of stuff as well? Or, um, I mean, your own labels now um, or, or not? Yes. Yeah, no, we, 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 we're quite big in South Africa. Um, I think about the end, end of last year, um, Nielsen's, Nielsen figures, we were in the top 20 of brands in South Africa. So we sold to mo all the major retailers, um, restaurants, um, independents, so all our distribution in South Africa is done by Vinimark, who is our agent um, oh. doing all the distribution. So, yes, so we are quite uh, well represented in South African markets. Um, it is a very big market for us, and it's about 60, 65% of our sales, of our okay. um, of sale, bottle of sales, which is important for us. And then obviously the difference, the 30% is for export, 30, 40%. Um, but that's only for our bottled wines. Um, the bag and box wines, we, do, we don't do that in South Africa, but we do export that. But that's, yeah, that's different kind of volume that we do there, <laughs> quite big. Um, we also, we do, we are available online through different platforms um, and the major retailers, I think with the, the, the current um, situation with lockdown, I think a lot of people are going to start buying online. Mm -hmm. We'll also have our own um, dedicated online site that's what but I wanted to ask you, ask you about because, um, I mean, obviously with the, the, the coronavirus, everyone is forced to rethink their business models, right? I, I noticed that, you know, with the, some of the previous um, um, uh, producers I've been speaking to, they're they refocusing on their online sales and also um, on, on things like wine clubs and stuff like that to obviously stimulate sales while people might buy now um, or, or if they're not offering a club, they might offer some discounts or something like that so do you have any changes or new ideas in mind um, that, that came around from this whole um, corona thing yes um i think we need to we need to think differently we need to do the marketing different we need to do the sales differently um so there's a lot of things that that will change and needs to change and um yeah some of them are the online sales, I think um, people will, um, and depending on how the levels play out for the next few months, people will do, well, they probably they won't have a choice but to buy online if they're not allowed to go to the normal um, brick and mortar kind of, kind of shops. So yes, we, we, are, we are fixing up and, and getting more online and specials running on there. And if you join, you get a 5% discount and all those kind of things. And if you... So we are all doing that and planning to see what, what we can do after the lockdown is finished. So I think it's going to be a bit of a rush. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to rush um, to buy um, wines and whatever else they need when the lockdown is finished. So by buying now, we, we're getting orders at the moment so that, that people know that they will be first in line to get the deliveries to their home um, online. So that's one one positive. Um, 
but I think the the yes, it depends on and the future is, is we don't know what it holds in. Um, we don't know how long this this, this lockdown is still going to be and what's going to have the effect in the next few months or years for that matter. Well, that's, so that's I think, true, right? Uncertainty uh, is, a, yeah. is, a, is, a, is a big thing in this market at the moment. Yeah. And I think you, you need to adapt as you go along. You, you Obviously, you plan ahead and we made our plans and we had a lot of different kind of scenarios as we're playing out to see how we're going to um, get through this and how we're going to get um, healthy and, and, and <laughs> survive on the other side. Um, but things can change daily. So you need to adapt as quick as possible as you can as you, as you see things. Things change, so the opportunities are there. You need to take them, and you need to be active and quick. So one of them are online, yes, and the social media, all of that. Um, but I think that they still do have a place for your normal retail. People will still go buy their retail. Um, I think people will just maybe in the beginning um, they'll buy case lots and bulk, maybe just to stock up again, because you never know when you're going back to level five again. Well, this four is true. Again. But I think also another another thing that will happen is is it's going to take a long time for international tourism um, worldwide to go back to its previous levels. So we might see a lot of local tourism. Um, are you planning to maybe expand on your local offering in terms of maybe ex, you know extending your tasting room or, or offering more food or something like that, which seem to work anyway? Is that something? Yes, no, we definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's that's. Um, We've already um, drawn up the plans, everything. We actually wanted to start now in, um, in January, February with, with the water alterations. Um, and then luckily, <laughs> luckily or unluckily, we, we, we just extended it for, uh, for a longer period and then the lockdown came. Oh. So yes, we're going to extend, we're gonna build uh, a, a formal, um, venue and, 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 and so with which we can have um, different kind of offices or venues and um, oh, that's, that's <laughs> yes. awesome. yeah we, we, we want to expand that definitely and we want to start concentrating on getting tour groups and buses in there and the offering to, to, to make the offer just much more bigger than we what we're doing it now. We're doing it slowly we're doing it step by step. Um, obviously cash flow is, is a, a big concern for any business and, uh, and this this time we, it's gonna be very crucial. So you need to just have to, to plan carefully and how you're gonna spend your money and how yeah. It's interesting, so. you know, um, now that you say all of this, I mean, in terms of marketing and, and you're a marketing guy, so you need to know this is, I read some interesting statistics the other day about, you know, uh, brands that kept on marketing during difficult times and during recessions that the, this study was done from, the Great Depression through the world was and everything. And one thing I noticed is that people that kept on advertising and kept on pushing their brand actually outperformed the, the peers that, that cut their cost, uh, their, their marketing budgets, actually by a wide margin over time because that brands tend to stay in people's head. And I think the guys that are doing a lot of, um, you know, people are doing these online tastings and stuff like that to keep their, their their brands in people's minds. I think that is quite a clever thing to do. I'm not sure what your feeling is on that. And then um, also, um, um, in addition to that question, how important does social media become in your marketing? Yeah, I think um, if you can <laughs> keep on, it, it's uh, definitely, I think it's a definitely advantage if you can. If you can keep up the, the, the marketing and 
one thing is, I think it's, look, it's, it's, it's uh, debatable, but um, if you do a lot of marketing now and you do a lot of advertising and all thing, like you can't buy the wine. So I'm not, you know, you see it's, it's, it's a, obviously you, you have the brand awareness and people know mm. about you and all things is fine. But at this stage, people want to buy your wine, <laughs> yeah. and they can't. So it's difficult. So I do think it's 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 good if you can stay on top of it, and if you can keep your marketing budgets um, um, as 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 previously, or maybe going spend more if you can. Um, there, there will definitely be advantages um, on the other side. But it's um, it's it's difficult to do that, and obviously each each company will have to. Um, see what he can do and, and, and can't do. Um, social media, yes, social media is, is becoming more and more um, part of our life. Um, I think um, the younger generations is, is much more, um, obviously, um, on, the, on the social media side. And, and the thing is that I think you, you need to change continuously. You need to have new stuff continuously. Otherwise, people are just gonna be bored and, and, and just, well, go to the next brand or the next product. It's um, a fight for attention on social media, unfortunately. Yes, yes. Um, and it, it's relatively cheap, but there is some, because everyone can go on there, obviously there's, the competition is very high. So, mm. yes, it's an it's, it's easy way, but it's also a difficult way because you need to stand out, not only brands in Africa, but brands worldwide. So, because everyone's got a platform, everyone can 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 do that. Um, so, it's a uh, yeah. You need to know what you're doing, and we are we are doing it, and we've got some, we've got an agency that's doing our social media. So, we try to to upgrade and adapt that so as as we go along. Um, but I think yeah, part of that's obviously going to the online wine sales, um, and we'll be we'll be live from tomorrow, I think, from our website to buy. Um, and obviously, we can only deliver once uh, the lockdown is. But yes, yes, your chance now, Lawrence. Um, what what is the special that your listeners can get on your online site from tomorrow? Um, well, <laughs> if you join as a, <laughs> if you join as a member, um, then you get an automatically five percent discount. Um, okay. So that that will be that will be from tomorrow. Um, I don't think well, probably after twelve o'clock from tomorrow Friday. If you go on our website, there's a buy button, and if you go there, we go to your to our wine shop. Um, and if you register as a as a um, as a member, then you automatically get five percent discount. And there's this um, if you if you buy continuously, then you get to become a gold member, and you get automatically ten percent discount. So there's there's certain stages that you can go through. So um, and then if you buy more than a thousand five hundred grams worth of wines then you also your deliveries for free so there's all different kind of advantages um, that you can that you can take um, well during the lockdown well i'm telling you what if i'm a wine buyer i'm definitely going to spend more than a thousand five hundred rand because what happens if we go into lockdown again never don't want to take exactly. the chance exactly yeah so in your wine journey um Lawrence, what is the most important thing that you've learned um yeah well i've I've traveled quite a bit, quite a, and, and extensively in the world from Asia to um, Europe and Africa and all over. So it's, it's very interesting to see how the different cultures, um, well, the, how they operate and obviously um, food-wise and social-wise, all those kind of things. That's obviously my main thing is the wine. 
and how do people drink wines and why do they drink wine? So that's also very interesting for me. And it's a, it's um, yeah, it's that's what keep me going is is the wine and the wine is a living thing. Wine is changing and adapting every day from different worlds. China is making a lot of wine. Um, what I've tasted is not great, but <laughs> I'm sure they'll get better. But yeah, I think the one thing is just to um, the wine is something that that brings people together. It's a social, it's a social environment. Um, hence the lockdown that we have to stay away from each other. But um, definitely, if you travel like and, and you see people all over the world, different um, kind of backgrounds, different religions, all over. Um, the one thing I would say is just um, is just be honest and what you're doing. Um, the rest will come soft. So if you if you just be honest about your wines um, and talk communication. That's that's a big thing. Talk to people and be, be honest with what you do and be true to yourself. So I think that's basically what I call, I'll take from this. Okay, awesome. So okay, my last question for you is, can you give us your very own um, or your favorite wine quote? <laughs> yeah, I have a quote <laughs> for my own. Um, but yeah, I think one quote is, well, it's not a quote, but maybe it says, if, you, if you're new to the wine or you don't know wine or you've known wine for, for a long time, I think one big thing is don't let other people influence you. Um, drink the wines that you like. It doesn't matter which wines it is. It can be different kind of cultivars. It can be sweet. It can be dry and whatever. I think it's just because wine is such a variety, such a different types of styles and wines in the world. Um, even just from regions, from, from us to other regions, you'll find a difference in Sauvignon Blanc. Um, so, but try and find the wines that you like and drink that. Don't let other people influence you. Awesome. Lawrence, how do people find you if they're looking for you? Um, I mean, how do they get hold of Darling Cellars? Um, well, we, we're on a Facebook and then it's at Darling Cellars. And then the best is probably just go to our website. It's uh, www.darlingsellers.co.za. So it's as easy as that. And from there, you have all the different kind of contact persons, um, winemaker, including myself, or some of the marketing or sales people. Um, and yes, there's also um, online buy button um, on, on our website. And then obviously the, on the Facebook, there's a... Um, Wine shop, shop now. I think that's the link. We situated on between Darling and, and Malmesby. So if you're on that way, when the lockdown is over and you can drive around a bit, come visit us and come for a tasting, and um, we'll we'll give you a nice tasting. Lawrence, that's awesome. We'll leave all the all the um, links in the description of the uh, you know of the of the show and everything. And um, make sure to mention that people can buy from tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Um, yes. But Thank you very much for taking the time and I appreciate that you spoke to us and um, yeah, enjoy um, the rest of your day and uh, good luck with the rest of the lockdown. Thank you very much. Yep. And you too. Be safe. Thank you for supporting our show. If you would like to get more exposure for your business, please have a look at our sponsorship options. Thanks again for supporting About the Winelands. Please follow us on YouTube and on our social media channels. All details and links are in the description.